0: Our heart's condition can actually limit what God wants to do on the earth. The heart's condition dictates how much the gospel can spread. Well, welcome back to the UMMC Bible Study Podcast. I am actually flying solo today, so I will be your host. My trusty co host, Christian, is actively planning for a wedding. And right now we're in the summer session, so all our medical students are actually out for break. So, I figure I take this time to just dig into the Word, maybe speak some things, and hopefully continue to shepherd and feed the people who listen to this podcast. The goal of this podcast, again, is to help us become closer with Christ. The podcast really isn't here to have theological debates, or things of that nature. Rather, the point of the podcast is so that when we read the word of God, we actually contact God. Now, as I was reading through the Bible, I actually wanted to get into a couple of things that I thought were really interesting. So today, we will actually be talking about parables, specifically three parables that we'll be getting over in the next three weeks. The reason I wanted to get into this was actually from Matthew 13. And before I read the parable, I just want to read this word right here. This is in 13 verse 9. The Lord finished the parable and he said, He who has ears, let him hear. Then verse 10 says, Then the disciples came and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? And he answered them, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. And this word really struck me because, Lord, why are you speaking in parables? Why don't you just speak in plain words? Why don't we just say it like it is? But the Lord had a very particular burden here. And what he is saying is that there are words that the Lord wants to speak. And he prays that we would be the ones that would have ears to hear what the Lord is saying. You know, oftentimes when I read the word, my eyes just start to glaze over because I tell the Lord things like, Lord, you know, my kids are acting really naughty or work is getting really stressful. I need some words of encouragement to help me in those situations. And sometimes when I'm reading that, I read this parable of the sower and I think, Lord, what does this have to do with anything? I really need some help on anxiety or stress or things like that. But then I realize that, yes, sometimes I want the Lord to say something I want to hear. But oftentimes, the Lord wants to say something, period. And he is actively looking for ones to listen to him. And this, essentially, is what brought us to this matter of these parables. The Lord spoke in parables because he wants some to seek him, to really chase after him, to pay the price so that we would really understand what is on the Lord's heart. Oftentimes, what the Lord wants to say, it's not cheap. And that's one thing I really, really maybe never saw as a young Christian. Yes, the gospel is free. Yes, salvation is free. But to really learn to pursue God, that actually takes some effort. That takes some paying of the price. That takes some pursuing God until you really see what God is talking about. Well, with that as the intro, today we'll actually be reading Matthew 13. And this is the parable of the sower. Next week, we'll be touching another one concerning a plant. And that will be John chapter 12, talking about the grain of wheat falling to the ground and dying. And then we'll actually wrap up this type of parables with plants with John 15. I thought it was very interesting that there are these three parables that have to do with seeds and plants and things like that. So what we want to see here today in matthew 13 is what is the significance of matthew 13 and this parable of the sower and what does this have to do with our relationship with god so matthew 13 i'm gonna go go ahead and read the parable this is verse one that same day jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea and great crowds gathered about him so that he got into a boat and sat down Other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. Now, sometimes we hear this parable and we have no clue what the Lord is talking about. But praise God, in verse 18, he explains this. And I'm just going to kind of summarize what he's talking about here. So the seed that the Lord is sowing is actually the word of the kingdom and what it's being sown into is the heart and in verse 18 through 23 the lord essentially details out what is going on with the heart but i want to bring out this point because i never saw this before number one the word of god is a seed therefore there is nothing wrong with the seed do you guys get me on that that's pretty easy to see right God is in the seed. The word of God is in the seed. The problem is never with the seed as far as it comes to bearing fruit. And oftentimes, maybe we as Christians, you know, we've been saved for a long time. Maybe our walk with Christ is not as close, not as intimate. We are not seeing much fruit at all. And we might wonder, Lord, what's going on? Maybe I'm not doing enough charity work or something in that nature. But again, the problem is, is actually not the seed the problem is actually not the outward activities the problem according to this parable is actually the heart which brings me to the second point so if nothing is the matter with the seed what hinders the growth of the gospel is actually our heart it's not the outward situation it's not that your boss or your teacher is too strict and never gives you any time It's not that med school is too busy and you don't have enough time. The matter has to do with the heart. Which again brings me to the third point. Our heart's condition can actually limit what God wants to do on the earth. Now think about that real quick. Oftentimes you hear someone said, Well, God doesn't need anything. And that's true. God is all powerful, He is almighty. He can create the universe out of nothing just by speaking. And praise God, we have an almighty, omnipotent, omniscient God. But in this matter of growing and bearing fruit, God purposely limited himself. Read this again. Read it. The heart's condition dictates how much the gospel can spread. Meaning in this matter of preaching of the gospel, in this matter of growing for the kingdom, it depends on us. And that's mind boggling that we as believers not only can help God grow, right? We can bear fruit a hundredfold, sixty fold, thirty fold. But the flip side is we can also not bear fruit at all. That the word can come, we can take it, and the anxieties of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, not having depths of roots in our heart, that can actually choke out the word. So that, yes, we're saved again believers. Yes, we receive the word of God. But as far as God's work, we are actually not fruitful at all. Now, again, when I read this, my mind was totally blown. What do you mean that mankind can limit God? But again, you read the verses. That's exactly what's happening. And that's actually very, very sobering. Which then begs me the second question, why did God design it like this? Why wouldn't God just do what he wants to do? Why would he have to wait for the condition of the soil to allow the seed to bear fruit? Why couldn't he bear it 30-fold, 60-fold in the hard ground or the thorny ground or the one with rocks? Why does it have to be such a condition? And A, I don't really know the answer to that. But looking at my human experiences, so I have a lot of children And oftentimes I can do things a lot faster without them I can put away dishes way faster I can wash dishes way faster I can cook faster In fact, my son right now He wants to learn how to make pancakes So he always wants me to wait on him And he wants to do it And he wants to make a mess And again, I'm kind of impatient And I'm like, look If you just let me do this I can have 10 pancakes done But right now we're on pancake number 2 But the reason that I limit myself to my children is because I love my children. I love them. And because I love them, I'm willing to limit what I do so that they can learn, so that they can grow, so that they can mature. And I know that's not the best example, but I feel like that is God's heart toward us. Why did God limit himself to man? And again, I know this sounds almost heretical that God can be limited, but again, just read the parable and you can see that God purposely limited himself. He's waiting for us. He's waiting for the conditions of our heart to match him so that he can bear fruit through us. And that truly is such an empowering thing. And it really makes you almost want to pursue him harder to spend more time with him. Now, let's stop here real quick because you read this, you see our awesome God, how much he loves us, that he's willing to wait on us so that we can mature. And then you start realizing, Lord, I want to get rid of the rocks. Lord, I want to get rid of the thorns. I want my heart to be good soil so that you can grow, so that you can bear fruit. But oftentimes, I start wondering, how do I do that? How do I start? Well, obviously, one really good way to start is Reading the Word. One great way to start is spending time with God in prayer. One great way to start is becoming very intimate with God in your relationship with Him. And yes, through these times when you're in prayer, you're reading the Word, opening your heart to God will actually allow Him to shine His light on you. And when this happens, many times God might touch certain things. He'll often touch me. The tone you had. Toward your wife when you answer her it was not correct. It was not me. Maybe it's not even not correct, it was just not me. And oftentimes in that moment, I would have to repent. I would have to say, Lord, forgive me, wash me with your blood, and that actually restores our fellowship with him. And that was confirmed in 1 John chapter 1, verse nine. And so, yes, absolutely wanna improve our relationship, our walk with God, our personal walk with God. But the second thing that really helps maybe expose the rocks and the thorns and the deceitfulness of riches and things like that is actually the other members of the body of Christ. And this actually includes your spouse. My wife is a born again Christian. She is a member of the body of Christ. And when we are talking or spending time together, God often uses her to shine light on me. God uses other members in the body of Christ, specifically when we're coordinating. We have a camp for our high schoolers and our junior hires, a camp to help them see what God wants to do on the earth. And oftentimes, to do that, you have to coordinate with other believers. And again, like making pancakes, it's so much faster that we can do it by ourselves. Why do we have to wait? But in God's eyes, he would rather us be open to one another, and he oftentimes will use those other believers to show that I'm too impulsive. Or maybe I'm too slow. I'm not fast enough. Or I question God too much. Or I question his word too much. Maybe I'm too consumed with my work. That is often shown through the other members of the body of Christ. So again, I want to recap today's message because This is just the beginning of this three-part series that I want to go over concerning the parables. I will actually attempt to touch all the parables over the summer so that we can truly see what God is doing. But as far as the parable of the sower, the points that we want to touch on, number one, there's nothing wrong with the seed. The seed is the word of God. The seed oftentimes is portrayed as God himself. God is perfect. As far as his move on the earth and bearing fruit on this earth, it is never a problem with the seed. The problem is actually with our heart. And again, not with the outward situations, not with the political climate, but with our heart. Our heart is what can cause God to multiply, a hundredfold, 60fold, thirtyfold, according to the parable. Our heart is also what can stop God from growing which is very, very scary and very sobering. And with that point, what we want to do is clean out our heart. And this often starts with our relationship with the Lord in the morning, our confessing, our repenting, our spending time with Him in the Word and in prayer, and also in our relationship with the other members of the body of Christ. Because through these times, God can really expose us, touch us, shepherd us, so that our hearts can be cleared out, so that we can bear fruit 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. Well, I hope today's podcast was really helpful. Definitely keep following up for the next two because we're going on this seed, organic, plant parable realm. And if you like this podcast, feel free to share with your friends so that we could all really try to see what God wants to say in these parables. I hope you guys have a good night. Thank mm-hmm. you.